Welcome to the Philippe Matthews Show at thepmshow.tv. Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen, Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different. He simply asks questions that make a difference. The Philippe Matthews Show features entertainers, bestsellers, authors, thought leaders, change agents, and world-class experts in the field of personal, spiritual, and professional development. An internet marketing entrepreneur, Philippe is the creator of the How Movement, dedicated to teaching people how to move from the mindset of hope to the process of how. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, move from the mindset of why to the mindset of why not. Tune in right now to this latest latest edition of the Philippe Matthews Show, and watch your life grow. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Philippe Matthews Show. Uh, today I have a, an incredible uh, a, a gift to the world and an incredible guest on our show. Uh, I saw her story <coughs> on the Today Show, and um, I also remember someone uh, sending me uh, some information on, on this wonderful life uh, on Facebook. And so I decided to reach out to her because I think she is uh, one of the most beautiful persons in the world. And her name is Lizzie Velasquez. How are you, my dear? I'm good. Um, Well, you know, I I know you get tired of telling the the story over and over again. um, As it's intriguing to everyone else, it's kind of mundane and routine for you because it's just a part of your everyday life. Uh, but what I would like to do is kind of um, uh, start out with people who might not have heard of your story. Um, what, what is the syndrome uh, that you have uh, that you say only three people in the world have? Right. Well, there's only three people in the world that we know of um, that have this syndrome, and I'm one of them. And Basically, to this day, the syndrome is still undiagnosed. We don't have a name for it or know how or why I was born with it. But basically, what it causes is that I cannot gain weight. So I'm 23 years old right now, and I've never weighed probably over 64 pounds my entire life. And I do eat a lot. I don't, I'm not like an overeater or anything. I eat, I snack a lot throughout the day to keep my energy up. But Oh, you just can't figure out why I can't keep the pounds on. <clears throat> so is it muscle tissue that you cannot gain, or is it fat tissue, or is, there, or is it a combination of both? It's mostly adipose tissue that I don't have, and basically what adipose tissue is is fat tissue. Okay, okay. So, uh, you know, uh, so, some would probably joke, I'm sure, uh, if, if, if there was a way to bottle it uh, safely, uh, where you can't gain weight, I'm sure there would be people who would be buying your product right now. Um, well, I've been told that many times. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be one of those persons. Um, <laughs> it's a mixture of that, being asked that, and people offering to give me their fat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, if you ever want to trade, you just let me know. Um, you might be a little darker than normal, but, you know, those are just some of the things that happen in surgery. You know, we just we can do some makeup and some CG work, and you should be all okay with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, isn't that what tanning's for? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you say you eat a lot. Um, and uh, obviously you tested this out. You've probably gone and tried to eat a lot and see if there's any level of weight gain, but obviously not. So 
you just eat and it just eliminates as normal and that's it, no matter what how much you put in your in your stomach? Yep, that's true. I when I was younger I tried a lot of different weight gaining supplements, a lot of powders and um different like high calorie bars, I guess you could say. I don't know what they're called. But mm-hmm. um none of them were good <laughs> and none of them actually worked. So I stopped doing that, and I've honestly never really looked at a calorie on anything my entire life. So I don't know the exact amount of calories I eat in a day, but I do snack a lot throughout the day. My stomach is very small, so I get full very quickly. And the best way that I can describe my eating habits is I eat like a five-year-old. I'm very, very picky, picky, and so I pretty much live off of fast food and junk food. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, see, that would be the perfect diet right there. That would be the perfect, you know, I can eat junk food and uh, never gain a pound. We, I, mean, I don't I, want to brag, but it I is I think we're on to something here. I think we're on to something here. Uh, <laughs> I think you're a bigger gift than uh, what, what uh, uh, originally I had in mind. Um, so, now, let me ask you this. Uh, is Does this... Uh, syndrome uh, affects your immune system at all. I mean, when you get a, do you get a cold or flu? Uh, is that problematic, or, or how how it, does it change uh, regulate your temperature? Uh, are you sensitive yeah. to various different temperatures as well as a result of that? Yeah, for sure. One of the biggest things is I do have a very weak immune system since I am so small, and I do pick up colds and things like that pretty easily if I'm around people who are sick. Um, one of the biggest worries we've had is that I've been speaking at a lot of elementary schools recently. And, mm. of course, it's my dream job and what I love to do, but it is cold and flu season. And so we have been kind of worried and a little extra cautious about that, especially when I travel as well. And I'm on planes and around a lot of different germs. So we do have to be a little bit extra careful just because if I do get a simple cold, it'll probably bring me down for a good two to three weeks. I won't be put mm. in the hospital or anything. It'll just kind of really wear me down and keep me in bed for a while. But besides that, I do get cold very easily. Luckily, I live in Texas, so I don't really have to deal with a cold being that um, being cold that often. Mm-hmm. Cold here is probably like 50 to 60 degrees, and other mm-hmm. places probably think we're actually like really big babies. But... When I do go to places where it is cold, I do have to layer up a bit just to keep warm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Now, how, how did this affect your childhood? I mean, you know, uh, in, and you tell me if I'm on track here. Obviously, when you were born, uh, you uh, were born and into your family, and uh, it was it was life as usual. Uh, you were probably a festive little uh, bundle of joy. Uh, and uh, your parents loved you unconditionally, as they still do. Uh, and so did you know that uh, there was, uh, that you had a syndrome or that, that there was a, uh, a, a a physical difference? No, not at all. I was completely 100% unaware of it when I was younger because the people that we were around and my parents especially and everyone they surround me with treated me so normally, just like a normal kid. So I never was aware of the fact that I looked different or that I had a syndrome. And mind you, I was 
probably less than five years old at the time, so I couldn't really comprehend what was going on. But it wasn't until I started school when I had to deal with kids picking on me and kind of calling me names and not really knowing how to react because I did look different. And that is kind of like a big slap of reality for a five-year-old. And that's when my parents had to kind of sit me down and say, Lizzie, you do have this syndrome. But one of the biggest things that I always make sure to tell people is that when my parents sat me down and explained my syndrome to me, they told me that I was I looked different from the other kids and I was smaller than them. But the biggest thing is that when they explained it to me, they never said anything negative. They never said, Lizzie, you have this syndrome, you can't do this. Lizzie, you'll have this syndrome, you'll never be able to do this. It was never anything negative. So from the beginning when I first learned about this syndrome, it was always kind of instilled in me that it was something positive and not really a bad thing. Uh, okay, so now I want two things from you. I want to bottle you, and I also want to bottle your parents. Uh, <laughs> everybody <laughs> needs to have parents like that. Oh, my God, they're incredible. What wonderful, wonderful parents. Uh, I mean, oh, my gosh, that's just incredible. What the, uh, they're, they're just lovely people. Um, so, so talk to me about when you, uh, as a child, and five years old, what were some of the things that these kids, said to you, uh, because all of this is kind of leading up to what you're doing now in terms of motivational speaking and, bull- and, and helping kids who have been and are being bullied in school uh, for how they look, how they act, or what have you. So what were, what were some of the things that, that these kids said to you? Children could be so cruel. Yes, I didn't have to deal with really, really awful names um, being called to me, but I think the worst was probably skinny bones and grandma and a lot of kids would kind of ask why I'm so skinny. And for some reason, even to this day, I just have such a negative connotation to the word skinny because it was just used so badly towards me. But um, those were some of the biggest names that I had to be called. And I think one of them was also like pork chop legs or something like that. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I luckily didn't have to deal with any physical bullying. I never had to deal with kids trying to push me or trip me or hurt me or anything like that. It was mostly the name-calling and whispers and his kind of giggling um, with their friends about me. Uh, well, that's that's a blessing. It's unfortunate you had to go through any of it, but at least you did not have to go through the physicality uh, aspect of that. Right. Um, so... Uh, do you, uh, as as now as a as a young adult, have you received any of uh, negative reaction from just strangers passing by, uh, or you know, or at your or at your school or college or anything like that? Um, yeah, I think definitely more. I have to deal with things like that in places where I haven't been, like airports or states that I'm going to for the first time. Around school, I never had to deal with any negative negativity or anything like that here, luckily. But I think the worst reaction that I get from people that really kind of bugs me is when people walk past me and they look me up and down, but once I walk past them, they stop and they'll turn their entire body around just to continue looking at me as I walk away. Mm. And even though they're not actually saying anything to me, I know what they're doing, and it still it still bothers me just as if they're saying something to me. I don't know if that makes sure. sense. Sure, 
Sure. But, it's kind um, of like a nonverbal bullying in a sense, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's probably the worst that I have to deal with now. Um, when you're uh, – how often do you have to go to see a doctor uh, about your syndrome? Or is it just something where they say this is just what it is and, you know, that's it? Or uh, are they are they uh, checking you out to see uh, if there's uh, anything that can be done or if there's any differences in your uh, immune system and in your body? Not that often. I've seen a research doctor here in Texas for a while since I was younger. And when I was younger, I would go see him uh, at least once every year. And I'd mm-hmm. go stay at his hospital for about a week and we'd run tests and do blood work and x-rays and all these kinds of things. And every single time, every year, nothing new was being found. And at the time, I kind of was just ready for a break from being looked at by doctors and poked and prodded and all that stuff, and nothing was really, nothing new was coming up. And so my parents decided that it was kind of up to me what I wanted to do, and they supported me, and we decided to take a break from it. And I think the last time that I saw him was when I was 13 years old. And this past December, I finally went back to see him. So the big gap from 13 to 23 years old, so it was really good seeing him. But we, again, did all the tests, and once again, everything came back normal. Um, My bones were looking stronger than ever. And so still nothing really new yet, but we kind of just play it by ear. Um, Whenever I do get sick, that's when we know that I have to keep going in to see my regular doctor. But other Mm -hmm. than that, I luckily don't have to go to the doctor that often. That's a beautiful thing. Now, you also, the as a result of this, uh, I believe this happened younger uh, when you were a child, you lost vision in uh, one eye? Yeah, I lost vision in my right eye. I don't remember what it was like ever seeing out of both eyes, but when I was four years old, my parents took me for a regular eye checkup, and my doctor said, Do you re- did you know that she can't see out of her right eye? And my parents said, no, not at all. She's been doing everything normally. And so that's kind of how we found out. But the thing is with my syndrome and that it's so unknown that there's not any medical history books or anything that we can look back and say, oh, this happened because of that. Or mm-hmm. at this age, mm-hmm. this will happen. So we're not really sure as to why it happened or how it happened. And so there's not even a name for this. Is that correct? Nope, no name. Wow. So, so some would look at you and say it might be uh, a derivative of progeria, but that could not be because progeria one is fatal. Uh, right. And There's... she would have been long gone by now if that was the case. So this is something completely different. Yeah, it's completely different. The thing with my syndrome is that there's not – I fit a lot of characteristics of many different syndromes, and progeria is one of them. And Mm -hmm. that I kind of just fit some of the physical characteristics um, with the way I look. But other than that, I don't fit enough characteristics so that I could be labeled with something. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Do you have any symptoms other than uh, just the fact that you can't gain weight uh, and and the adipose tissue issue? Are there any other health issues that you have that you are aware of? Nope. Other than that, completely good. (laughs) 
So do you play sports? I mean, are there things that you can do and things that you can't do as a result of that? Because I'm sure as a result of immunity, there is, does it take longer for you to heal if you have a cut or a wound or something like that? Oh, no, not at all. Everything like that is completely normal. Um, I'm not breakable at all. The only time I've ever broken a bone was a trampoline accident, which is something that I'm pretty sure has happened to almost every kid. But other than that, everything's been completely fine. I did high school cheerleading. I also did cheerleading in middle school, and I was the flyer, the one, the one that they threw up way high in the air. Awesome. And yeah, so pretty active considering how small I am. Now, you weren't that cheerleader on Heroes, right, that could just regenerate every time she Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make you out to be my superhero here. Uh, uh, that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, so, <laughs> so now, what are your favorite? Do you like sports? What are, what are your What are your favorite sports? You're, you're in school. Uh, so w- w- t- talk to me about, you know, being on campus and what's going on. College life has been pretty amazing. I my The school I go to is 20 minutes away from Austin, my hometown, and my parents' house. And it was far enough for me to be on my own and have my own independence, but close enough for my parents in case they needed anything or there was an emergency or anything. Mm-hmm. But it's been amazing. I have my own apartment, do everything on my own. Um, I love going out with my friends and hanging out and doing normal 23-year-old things. But since my schedule has been so crazy with speaking and media stuff and traveling, my time at school has definitely lessened. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to find the balance between my social life and resting and speaking and everything else that I have going on and with my books and stuff. And so... It's definitely been a huge change from when I first started college. Well, you're definitely a celebrity uh, and uh, will be for the rest of your days, so get used to it. It's going to be it's going to be a crazy, fun, and wonderful ride. You are an absolute inspiration uh, to uh, the world. And um, uh, what, what, what I think is uh, when, when I heard your story, I, I just said, wow. You know, your story tells people that uh, and shows people, hey, you know, you're sitting here maybe complaining about you got a, you know, you got an ache or pain in your knee or your back or something or, or or what have you. But you know, just look at the other side of of other people living life, and they're living life to the absolute fullest. So, what is your excuse? Um, my excuse. No, no, I'm saying in general, I'm saying that as a, as a metaphor. I'm saying people live their life, you know, uh, uh, you know, complaining about life, whereas in your situation you go through life not complaining and living life to the fullest. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm human, so there are still days where it does get very tough for me. But I just have to remind myself that even though I do have this syndrome and it can be very difficult for me, I'm still blessed in so many reasons, and I have to just remember the positive sides. And mm-hmm. my dad's always told me that I'm allowed to have my one good cry and be sad about things, but then I have to pick my head up and look at the positive sides of things. So that's kind of just been my mentality from when I was younger. That's fantastic. Tell me about these books that you've written. 
The first book that I wrote called Lizzie Beautiful is a book that I wrote with my mom. I've always had a passion for writing, and I got my minor in – I started college getting my minor in English because I wanted to eventually write a book. (laughs) But I wrote the first one with my mom, and basically it's a story of this is who I am. My mom wrote the beginning of it, and it kind of describes what it was like from a parent's perspective – having their firstborn with this unknown syndrome and what it was like and still raising me like a normal child. Mm -hmm. And I wrote the second half of the book um, just kind of describing the ins and outs of my days and my good days and my bad days um, from when I was in middle school up to when I started college. And that's kind of just what the first one is about. And the second book, Be Beautiful, Be You, has been like my little baby I wrote that one um, all on my own, and this book is more of an advice book. In this book, I wanted to show people, these are the struggles that I've had to go through. This is how I got through them, and this is how you can get through yours as well. So Mm -hmm. each chapter focuses on a different topic. For example, one is self-esteem. One is learning to find and keep good friends. One is learning to forgive others. And what I really love is that in each chapter at the end of it you can write in it and reflect Mm, it's like a diary or journal yeah exactly and there's spaces to write your goal list or write thoughts that you have or anything like that and so I really really like that about this book and it's directed kind of towards preteens but it's something that I feel like even adults could use who have those issues with self-esteem and things like that. And so that's kind of what I wanted to write the second one about. I just love you to pieces. I just love you to pieces. Uh, Thank you. You were just awesome to me. Um, Talk to me about motivational speaking because uh, that's how I started, uh, you know, uh, years and years ago. But what, what prompted you because, you know, it, it could have gone either way. You could have been one of those persons that said, you know, I'm just going to kind of live a normal life as much as I possibly can and, and, and you know, kind of fade into the woodwork. Uh, but you decided to go the complete opposite and say, you know, uh, look, world, here I am, and I'm a motivational speaker, and I'm on stage, and, and I'm doing a damn thing. So how, when did you decide uh, that, that you wanted to become a motivational speaker? Uh, Well, motivational speaking is something that actually kind of came to me. Before, when I was in high school, I wanted to go to college to major in computer engineering because I have a passion for computers. And at the time, I didn't even know what motivational speaking was. I didn't even know that it could be a career. And my sophomore year of high school, the assistant principal at the time asked me to speak to 400 freshmen at our school and to tell them my story and the struggles I've gone through. And my first reaction was, are you insane? There's no way I would do that. I'm going to be boring. I don't know. They don't want to listen to me. And they encouraged me to talk to my family and friends and think it over. And I decided to do it. And the morning of, I was like, what in the world did I get myself into? Why did I think this was a good idea? And so I had all my friends in the front row, my little fan club, and I went and I told my story, and the entire time I was speaking, you could hear a pin drop in the room. They were just so set into what I was saying, and 
in that moment, I had never felt more proud and confident to be in the skin I was in because I just felt good telling them what I had gone through and how I overcame it. And I realized that even though those people don't have my syndrome, they could somehow relate to me. Sure, absolutely. when it was over, some of them, the really, like, tough guys were coming up with, coming up to me with tears in their eyes and saying how happy and inspired they were. And from that moment, I knew this is what I was meant to do for the rest of my life. And this year will be my seventh year of motivational speaking. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that absolutely awesome? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Congratulations on that. Well, you know, I, I know that, that my my passion in life is bringing people like yourself uh, to the world uh, and to a larger audience uh, and, and sharing just absolutely phenomenal stories uh, uh, of people who have lived an incredible life. And you're so young. I mean, you, you know, I'm sure you say that you're, you know, you're sure you are. I'm an adult. Well, you're like a baby. I'm sure you hear that all the time. No, I still consider myself <laughs> young. I still think I still have a lot of growing up to do. <laughs> so, how can people uh, get in contact with you and and know more and be more and do more in Lizzie's world? The best way to get in contact with me is my website, and it's just aboutlizzie.com. And it has the links to all the information about my books, my motivational speaking. Um, there's all kinds of things on there. So that would be the best way for people to get a hold of me. Fantastic. So aboutlizzie.com, that's L-I-Z-Z-I-E? Yep, that's it. Fantastic. I love you so much. Thank you so, 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 so much for returning my email or, or oh, replying to my email. Welcome. Uh, and uh, I, I, here's what I want. I want you to come back on the show and let's talk about some uh, uh, things that that uh, we can do practically uh, to help uh, teens, young adults, and preteens uh, gain and regain their self-esteem as they uh, go through this crazy thing called life, uh, where they're where they have to find out who they are and they're being bullied and they're trying to find their identity. And I think you have done a tremendous, tremendous job uh, at doing that. And so I'd love to have you come back on the show. Oh, I would love, love, love to do that. Fantastic. All right, my dear. You have a phenomenal uh, week. And uh, we will, yeah, and, and we'll be in contact. And, of course, I'll let you know when this is up live. Uh, and uh, uh, we'll have a great time. Perfect. That sounds good. All right, Lizzie. Love you much. We'll talk soon. Thank you.